Hello, James here, and welcome to my podcast, The James Cast. What are we listening to? Well, this is PowerWorks, also put up on Podaholics. What's a little different here? As you know, you get a little bit of the pre-roll. Glenn Power and I talk cars, and as always, we we you know we have some opinions. We don't often agree, but also we kind of dig into what's going on in the world of repair and help you understand what's going on when your car is in that shop. What are the issues the mechanics are dealing with? Why does it cost so much? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A great, great thing we're going to talk about is working with all these new sensors and the way the sensors need to match up with things. And that means putting in codes into control units and, oh, nightmare, tedious work. It's going to cost you a fortune because of the time that it actually takes to do. The piece is not so expensive. Hey, that and a lot more coming up right now on PowerWorks. Enjoy the podcast. Well, at least I turned on the recorder. That's a, that's a good start. <laughs> Red light. Red light is on. That's it. <laughs> this one will... Re- Episode 65, but there's 400 that we didn't record. Hey, no, but, but you know what? This is actually kind of cool because Andrew goes in today and he goes to me, James, we got a problem in iTunes. And I'm going, what? And he goes, yeah, they're, they're seasoned. There's season one, season two. It's making it hard to find shows. And I'm going, really? So, of course, I'm thinking, nah, how could that be? So, turns out, I guess I did click seasons on in some of the earlier versions. But the only way to turn it off is to go into each single recording, see if it's there, and take it off, which is fine. It's going to be an hour of my life to do. But it's, it, it makes it easier to search. But in the process of talking about that, he's not. him and Jenna have both said this. They love the power work shows. And while they love doing their own shows and while they love listening to other podcasts, they love listening to your shows. And they just, you know, they just said the flow, the, 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 the humor, the information they like oh, yeah. listening to PowerWorks. Maybe they feel sorry for me. <laughs> it's like, sort of, you know, feel sorry for me and they just well, want to pick me up. I, maybe. But I also think that, you know, you've got about 60 odd shows I think the number is 60. I haven't looked up to see recently, but I think it's 61 or 62 shows. Yeah. That's a lot of time doing it. That's a lot of time in. The flow is there. The, the, the structure I enjoy, is there. I, I enjoy doing it, and I am very proud of it. Now, I'm not the kind of person to stand on rooftops shouting, everyone listens to my show, but I am very proud. Like, if yeah. somebody was to say to me, they listen to it, yeah. it's different with the radio, So I wasn't me. Yeah. Do you know, what, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean by that? Yeah, I was yeah. a bit sort of... Can't say pork, can't say this, can't say they're no good, can't, you know, yeah. and, and can't have it. You don't really have a character. Mm. Well, I, 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 yeah, yeah. that was how I, yeah, you're, I there's so much inter- restrictions. I could have know. interpreted it and, yeah. and the wrong way, of course, I understand, but I'm proud of these. I'm really proud of them. I think they're, I think they're good and I think. Somebody learns something at least one person. I would think every week. Well, you know what we've we've got we've got almost over twenty thousand listeners between the two platforms they're put up. Then the LinkedIn folks who listen because we post everything up there. The the folks who are gra- grabbing it from Instagram. We we've got a good stable of listeners who are, yeah. are waiting for that content. And you see if you you know they want the content. So I I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. And, and like you said, as I keep saying. There's a lot of things that unify people around the world. There's a lot of commonalities around the world, but transportation is the commonality, whether it be a motorcycle or a small car, a big car, it's still yeah. cars. We're and- in such a, such a strange time for the whole transportation yeah. industry, aren't we now as yeah, well? Yeah. Like obviously aviation's dead. Yeah. And, you know, and, and there's so much more localized focused sort of rent a car for an hour transport mm-hmm. like pay per minute cars like you know that's crazy it's a crazy time so yeah. and and just understanding what's going on with those vehicles you know what why is it making this sound why is it doing this why you know i got to get something fixed what is that thing how does that work and why do i need that and why is it important and what new used borrowed you know it's, yeah. it, I, I like the idea i like to think that maybe somebody somebody listens in and thinks, oh, well, you know, if I ever do get stuck, there is somewhere I could go for potentially a straight answer. Or just to give you that confidence, it's that, it's that, you know, it's like anything, you know, you've got a guy for your water for the house and you've got a guy at the butchers and you've got a guy in the, you know, where you you rent a car from on holiday and you you just feel confident that that man or woman is going to be there to 
deal with stuff that you've got no idea about. You know, it's horrible going, the rental car's a great idea, a great example. You've got to go and fill paperwork out. Oh man. And it's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Do I really need this? Which license do I use? And, and yep. knowing the person there. Get the insurance is my advice to everyone. They say, <laughs> oh, do you want to get the roadside assistance and the extra little insurance? And you're kind of going, oh, it's another like 20 dirhams or in case of Isaac Cannon, another $20 a day. Do I really want to spend $20? Yeah. Yes, yes because I've used it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah knowing, knowing that you've got somebody that, knowing you've got somebody that can, that can just talk you through that. Yeah. You know, even, even if it's to point out basic simple things that you really think to, yeah. to yourself after so I really should have known that yeah it's better to do that with someone you're comfortable with so yeah I'm I'm, I'm sure there's people that get something from this Absolutely. even if it puts them to sleep <laughs> <laughs> welcome on that note to PowerWorks the podcast on Podaholics coming to you from the podcast studio downtown Dubai's Rove Hotel is where that's located for the next uh, little bit we got automobiles on the mind yeah glenn power powerworks automotive here we're gonna demystify we're gonna have some have some fun talk about colin's cars <laughs> i don't understand why he's got another i think i think he was just talking to me about the mg i don't know if he's got a new one or no it's the one it's done it's done yeah finally working what an epic that was he's gonna sell it i don't know how <laughs> i mean i mean if you could make if you could make uh, Christmas crackers big enough, you could put it in one of those <laughs> for somebody. I mean, how long is how long has this MG been sitting on, you oh, know, sitting there waiting? There was a five-month back order for the yeah. part from SAIC. It's crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. And at this point, you know, I, I see I see so many MGs around, and, and I look at them, but I hear this story, and I just think... You know, okay, I, there's a lot of Chinese cars out there and I get it and, you know, they've partnered and Volvo and, and stuff is all involved also with these Chinese cars and I see the Geely's, but after hearing this ex experience with the MG, I don't know if I want to go down that route. No, that, that was a, a worry and the, and the real kicker to the whole story was they originally quoted as a price. Yeah. Why don't you give, we need to give the backstory a little bit here. So, so uh, Colin bought this MG, looked like it was a great deal, super fantastic price, gets it into you, then realizes, okay, there's there's some uh, wiring, electricity issues, there's a few parts. Yeah, I think the original problem, I think, was that the it looked like, and this was all sort of from what we could see, so it was very circumstantial, but it, it certainly looked like the transmission control unit had, had some issue or the transmission had, had an issue and the wiring had been checked. Mm. And at some stage along that, whether deliberately or by accident in what they were doing, the wiring had been pulled out of the socket yeah. and then put back in the wrong place. Oh Finding dear. a wiring diagram for that car was almost impossible. <laughs> no, and it wasn't almost, it was impossible. And they wouldn't give it to you at the dealer because, no, hey, that's Well, they would, but they wanted 3,000 dirhams to do a check on the car because they'd not seen it for service in the last 12 yeah. months. Why do they care, though? Well, it's not their car. What do they really care? Well, it's just the way yeah, it is, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. so I, same issue everywhere you go. Like that. Okay. So that's, that's, that's not that's new business. to me. Yeah, yeah. So we fixed that bit. But then when we fixed that bit, we figured out why they'd done that. And the reason they'd done that was it bypassed and managed to... Very clever in what they'd done in the end, actually. But it, it, it was preventing the faults that were, that were there with uh. the ABS actually causing an issue on the drive of the car. Okay. So the ABS was faulty, the traction control was faulty, and there were many other faults, but now we got it to be active again, and so it wouldn't accelerate from the line because it thought the wheels were slipping, it was kicking the traction control in. So you'd have to drive the car for about 20 minutes to get the hard fault, so that then all those systems would be turned off before you could then drive it, <sighs> Okay. which wasn't the case previously. So. We then went back in and checked it out, and the ABS control unit was faulty. Man. Now, we did a little bit of research, and on these models, the 550, 650, I think there's a 350, a 6, which is what this is, I think. I can't remember now. I, I tried to put it out of my mind, but it was a known issue. Mm. Which the, did the dealer never shared this with say, hey, this is, we know that this is a known issue. No, no, I, I found... Oh, okay. I found um, <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> So I found a second-hand parts place in the UK and the guy was straight up with me and he said to me that we don't get these in in the UK. We don't have that model in the UK. And he, he knew way too much about MGs, like way. Like, 
on Iraq. You know, like, whoa. Don't want to go for a pint with you at the end of the day. Um, but no, he's really helpful. And yeah. he said, look, we don't get that model here, but uh, from what I can see, it's the same as the one we do get here, which is this. And there is a known issue on these, and this is the problem. But, but anyway, we we then confirmed that that was the case. We went to the agency, yeah. who initially were quite helpful. But then, ultimately, they were let down. They were let down by manufacturer, which <sighs> is SAIC uh, in China. Uh, but but in that in in the time it took from them understanding they'd been let down, they kept making false promises to us, and then mm. there was some internal goings on which were a little bit unethical, where they were they were trying to offer us kind of solutions that let's say wouldn't have been great, and yeah. um, we just we 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 ultimately Colin obviously as as the as a consumer and the end user, he's the one who paid the price in. Time off the road, but obviously because that fuel goes off the road for a long yeah, time, and and then it, it ended up over a thousand dirhams more than they'd originally quoted. It took wow. them five months or almost five months to get the part. At that point, if you're a, a, an automobile owner and your vehicle has has been off the road for five months, you've just given up. You've 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 pushed it to the wrecker and said, "Thank you very much. This is a bad memory, and I'm going to tell everyone I know not to get this car." I've been involved with two situations similar to that. Mm in the UK when I was in a dealership and one was a newish car, quite new and there was an issue it, it wasn't something that was ever seen previously and it was on a, an EOS and VW after we looked at it, they sent the factory technicians to look at it and the, the roof were made in a factory in Portugal okay. not by VW but for uh, VW and okay. they sent one of their technicians over that's a lot of investment and after and it only went on for three weeks and then we were given money to purchase the car back uh-huh. uh, the, the vehicle went to uh, VW back in Germany and they gave them a brand new car wow no questions asked very very sorry never pay for a service again etc and that's customer service that yeah, was yeah. the way it was um, many reasons for that they, they prided themselves on it that was clear to us as technicians we were very involved in that but also they didn't want that getting out you know yeah. that story in the Daily <laughs> Mail is sensationalised to VW the yeah. OS roof falls off yeah. which which is not what happened it was literally just a, not just a creak it was creaking yeah. um, the, the customer wasn't happy and rightly so so VW gave them a new one they were happy with it and yeah. we saw it for service every every year every, sure. every year and after that person's that. going to be talking about hey these guys did right by me and when I yeah. need to get another car I'm going to get a yeah, I'm exactly, going to buy the, yeah. I'm going to buy another they, they still make the EOS no they don't which I, I saw, like that car I saw one the other day and I kind of I saw it scooting by me and I went that's really different looking yeah, on the road. I, like I want cars, one of those yeah, I did and yeah. I did the course for them like oh. all of the convenience electronics the roofs um, was a specialised course and I enjoyed working on them but too bad uh, yeah but you know here and you know the, the the strange thing is MG okay the Ch- the Chinese brought it back SAIC brought it back and it's not the MG though sort of revamped the brand so yeah. to speak but it's not it's got the badge it's the MG badge yeah but it's the MG and, and the worst part about it is you know the, the, the showroom isn't bad mm. and you know the workshop is what it is what it is but the showroom isn't isn't bad they've obviously invested a fair mm. amount of money into it yeah but that was just really not good, and 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 so the the, the car is ready to go now. Though you've got you've got it's the gone. new, it's yeah, gone. Colin it's had it back, and mm-hmm. it, it was dry. We we picked it up and <laughs> drove it, and then the ABS light came back on again. But it it turned out that one of the wheel speed sensors was damaged, okay. which we couldn't have tested before because the yeah. system wasn't working. Yeah. So is that an easy that, fix for the wheel? Yeah, speed they, sensor? they we took it straight back, and then they just they just put a sensor on there. Um, to be fair, they should have picked that up on their test drive, which is why they were quite sort of were sorry. They just <laughs> paid the cost price for the sensor sort of thing. Maybe they did pick it up and thought, it's just an anomaly. Just want rid of the car yeah. quick. Um, and then there was a problem with the tire pressure sensors. Again, probably just because the car's been sat, not used. Yeah. The, the, the batteries only last for so long. So Yeah, I, I still don't get that one. That's, that's, a, that's a, gr- a gripe I have for all manufacturers. There's no reason no. for those not to last longer. 
you know what the strange thing is? And I know, I know, you know, this is when that system first came out. It was always radio sensors with a battery and that give a signal to a to a wheel. But very, very quickly after that, very, very quickly, at VW, they went to an ABS system right. which yeah. calculates the loss of pressure translated to a loss of rolling diameter. Okay. Of course, you know, yeah, you blow yeah. up a balloon, it gets yep. bigger, right? So you lose rolling diameter. Measuring the wheel speed, you can determine roughly, quite accurately, actually, the tire pressure. Mm. Now, just go with that. Yeah. You're going to have <laughs> ABS sensors on cars no matter what. And yeah. it's literally one more control unit. And not even that, it's probably just a code. You can just write the code into the ABS. That's all it is. Mm. You know, you don't need the control unit when it's not radio censored. So I don't know why people, if you've got to have the system, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah. very, very strange. But hey, it is, it is what it is. We'll, we'll, it's one of the worst parts about that system is they break and people don't want to spend X amount of thousand dirhams fixing it. Invariably, you have to change all the sensors if one fails or you'd be silly not to, like yeah, in a yeah. light bulb, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, do I really want to spend 2K there plus the labor plus the, because you've got to then pair them up. It's right. not as simple as just plug and play. You've got to take the wheel off, take the tire off, remove the old sensor, put the new sensor in, take the code number off of the sensor, oh, no. mark that down on a piece of paper as front left. Then you've got to put them all back on the car. So that's four, some, often five with a spare. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got to go in and write into the control unit. Well, F1234 XY is on front left and then go through all of those to, oh. to go and then it So it's, it it's labor intensive. It really is. It just genuinely takes time, you know. Yeah. That's a couple of hours work, so you're probably talking between 2 and 400 dirhams there and then you've got the I say the talking maybe 3 4 500 each. Yeah. You got 5 of those to pay. Most people say I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, that's that's not something I want to pay for. And I'll just check my tire pressures. Well, of course they don't. <laughs> and tires are so critical. Like, TPMS now, tire pressure monitoring, is legally required on all cars. Was it post-2012, I think? Really? Hmm. So in Europe and I think in North America. If you don't have tire so pressure monitoring. Every new car has to have Makes it. Makes sense. Yeah, it's and a totally, totally non-negotiable point you have to have the right tire pressure. A 3% difference in tire pressures can totally make a huge difference to how the car brakes, handles, corners. I think people forget about that. They forget about the braking. They forget about, you know, cornering and turning. And with the different tire pressure, you've got different dimension of the tire then suddenly on the road. And yeah. it can it can be, a, you know, in, in some situations, life and death. No, yeah, quite definitely like you can't overstate that there's the only connection between you and the road is the tires the wheels are no good without tires on them mm. because well we've all built go-karts with wooden wheels yeah. and pram <laughs> wheels on them and stuff like that and, and slid <laughs> around corners thinking yeah. it's fun but it's not fun doing it in a two-ton car yeah. so you know that it's it's a, it's genuinely non-negotiable with with tires like you really have to keep on top of the pressures. There's there's no point kidding yourself. But people, well, how hard is it even just to go around with a tire pressure gauge, the old school one? I mean, I keep one in my Jeep. I I go and check the pressure all the time. Yeah. I'm like every day I'm checking that pressure. If I get a deviation, you know, you, you you sort it out. But even when you're getting petrol, how hard is it to just hey every week I'm just gonna top up once a week? I'm you just know, these guys sure. that work with the petrol stations filling us tanks with fuel for us here in the UAE. Now, I'm not entirely sold on the system. I've been here eight years and I <laughs> think it's much quicker when you go home and self-serve and pay inside. I, I prefer it, but it works here. Um, now, oftentimes, especially when they're not busy, they will offer to do the tire pressures for you and you know you can give them a, a bit of a tip for helping you out yeah. there. And for me, that's really something that everybody can say, yes, okay, thank you. And here's 20 dirhams for, for your trouble. Thank you very right. much. Cause you've just, you've probably just saved me 20 dirhams on this tank of fuel by inflating my tires to the right pressure. It's genuinely yeah. that um, different. So, you know, but I'm a strong believer in if you've got children, especially if you've got children, actually just 
Friday morning. Just take them with you, yeah. fill up the tank, check the tire pressures, show them how to use the gauge, maybe bring it back and wash it on the drive or whatever it is, and, and, and show them how important it is to maintain these things. It's not always possible now on newer cars to, to show them how to check the oil level. And well, that's the other thing. Stuff. But things like tire pressures will always be... Yeah. I've said something there, no, but for for the foreseeable future will be something that we can adjust mm. ourselves. Right, exactly. You know, on the other side of it is with the, the old full service stations, we only have really full service stations here. Although, I, I, that being said, going to Abu Dhabi, there is some self-serve options. There's a guy standing there in case you need help. Yeah, yeah. But in, I've not ones used to be all, yeah, yeah. you had to pay for the filling, then yeah. they stopped it again, didn't they? Yeah. And so uh, I, I always like full service stations when the guy would say, you know, do you want me to check the tire pressure? You want to check the yeah. oil? Check your oil level. And, you know, the guy's got the thing filling up. He's checked the tire pressure, check the oil, but it's down, and I'll clean the windshield, boom, and it's done, and you, and you leave, and you're kind of going, all right, this is good. I like this. Yeah. I mean, it makes so much sense. And then you make sure you got levels are good, tires are good, full tank of gas, boom, you're ready to rock. Yeah, I, I don't, um, you, you, we, we can't overstate the importance of, of tire pressures, really. We, we, we genuinely can't. I mean, Colin, um, their fleet we've had it a few a few times we've sort of renewed the initiative but it's like you know bring the vans in four or five a day really and, and just check everything just every out. single day and we'll just check the tire pressure even just the tire pressures and you know i think we've got to a point now where they, they've they've now trained their staff to do that themselves and adjust it themselves so to save time and it's yeah. so so important these these in a climate like ours here it's very important because it, it doesn't take much for a tire to blow out, as we've all we've all seen oh, the tire. I saw one out. yesterday. We've all seen it. I was, you know, I'm driving in the Jeep and I'm a little hypersensitive to smells, right? Because, <laughs> you know, it's an old vehicle, and I'm driving. I smell, I smell that smell of of burning rubber, and I'm going. Oh, I'm looking, you know, so I'm looking, I'm thinking, I hope it's not my vehicle. I really my hope it's, about to come <laughs> it's like, I hope it's not mine. And then I see this Audi. I think it was an A6, and. And, you know, they're, they're still moving. They're probably doing 40 kilometers an hour, but they've got the right rear tire is blown out and smoking. Mm. And they're, they're doing the right thing. They're pulling over. They're still moving. And I, I was wondering why they were still moving. It seemed they were pulling over where it was a little shady. I thought, fair move. I don't know if there's a kid in the back. And you could see the person was, you know, looking straight ahead and holding on to that steering wheel for dear life because yeah. it obviously felt pretty weird. But it was smoking, like really, truly. Yeah. It, it could have been on fire. Yeah, it's not. It's 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 not fun. It certainly isn't fun, and it's something you can't really prepare yourself for. Because even if you could teach yourself or be taught how to drive a car in the event of a blowout, the actual shock of it and the getting over that, and then the time it takes to respond to that, you know, the damage is done. So, yeah, definitely tire pressure is a big one, and and I think it's it's worth it's worth that thirty minutes on a Friday morning. Yeah. Just going to the going to the petrol station. Air's free here. <laughs> That's the other thing. Pay like a pound for <laughs> two minutes in air in the UK. The same in parts of the US, Canada as well. I think there's there's places where it's free and there's places where it's not, but it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. And water if you really I mean yeah, exactly, I, yeah. I saw a guy yesterday as well, tow truck guy filling up five liter and a half things of water. And I and I said to him, I said, For drinking or for cars? Oh, for cars. And I'm just shaking my head going. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, those guys see it all the time. Yeah, it's, it's really not. It's really not worth worth skimping on tire pressures for sure. The other thing that you know, I've I've had to avail of the service, but you you said this is this is big numbers right now. Car batteries are just falling, falling. They're just they're just not working, yeah. and it it doesn't seem to be tied to any particular car brand, from Rolls no. Royces through to Wranglers. Batteries are just packing it in. And I know in the case of my own vehicle, there was no telltale signs. It just was working one day and the next day and, and not working at all. And, and it's funny because I, was, I then thought, well, that's really weird. And then I reminded my wife, said, well, remember, you know, 18 months ago, was heading out, was picking someone up, stopped the vehicle, person gets in, click. Yeah. And I said, battery was working perfectly up to that moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, I can only put it down to the fact that we've gone through a the, the whole lockdown and schools closed and everything mm. now everything all of a sudden is open again mm, maybe you know and, and people have started to use their cars and things that were a little bit tired have now failed uh, I, I can't put it down to anything else because we're o normally the peak of the summer is the time yeah 
because it, it, the heat just kills them, extra resistance on the circuits and it just kills the batteries. But we've got over that now. We're, we're sort of cooling down every day. And, but it's only a week since school's opened mm, and mm. people are going back to school and using the cars more frequently. So, yeah, it was... Um, and I guess the stress on, on those cars, so they're they're now stopped and they're waiting in lines to do the drop-off yeah, and exactly, the batteries yeah, being yeah. tested for air conditioning and yeah, stuff. Exactly. It's it's a difficult... Um, it's and, and it still is hot. Let's not fool ourselves. It's still getting to 40 degrees in the day. So it still is hot, which is a which is definitely a contributing factor. Mm. But yeah, we had a, a bad one and then there's four batteries in the same day. <laughs> one of them has a drain. So that uh, one is explained. Uh, what, what does that mean? Drain. What is that? So what? basically something we call it a parasitic drain. Something is staying on a system or, 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 or some function of the vehicle, which should switch itself off. Isn't. Mm. So it's staying on and causing the battery to drain out. So, the usual subject, uh, the usual sort of lights issues are lights for you know in glove boxes. Um, this is a Cayman Porsche Cayman, mm. so the 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 lights for the hood under the uh, under okay. the bonnet and under yeah. the under the boot lid. Fan maybe. Stuff. No, the fans not going, but okay. th- we do get them sometimes with fans. And what happens with fans again in the summer? They they're running flat out with cooling the engine and cooling for the condenser for the AC and they just get hotter and hotter and hotter. They'll short themselves to the point where they just stay on. Yeah. And then the switch goes off or the control unit normally these days, but it stays on. They just powered up and they will drain batteries, but that's an obvious, mm. you know, you can see that, you can hear it. So radios sometimes, cool. radios often. And uh, I always think those things don't suck back so much electricity, but... Yeah, if they don't switch off, we, we used to get them on... Uh, VW's where the, we call it the S contact in the in the ignition. So you you know you you turn the key to the engine off. Now in mm-hmm. the Wrangler you've got accessory position if you go all the way back. So American cars have well, right. certainly all the Chryslers you have accessory past back past ignition. Um, whereas on other vehicles you have off, then one click right is position one or accessory. Then two is full ignition or start, and everything will work in zero if it's already been cycled on and off but as soon as you pull the key out there's a contact inside which disconnects everything Mm. Uh, but sometimes they would fail so you pull the key out but everything stays on and if you've been used to just pulling the key out and not turning things off manually then the next time you go to get in the car in the morning it'll be it'll be flat but there's there's relatively easy ways to to check those things it's it's not a problem The, the only issue i had with the battery i was changing yesterday on the beetle was I arrived, <laughs> having picked the battery up from the supplier. Uh-huh. Rushing because it, you know, it was a lady. She was late for work. Yeah. It was audit. Always important. It was audit day. And yeah. and batteries only go when yeah, you yeah. really need your oh, vehicle. Yeah. So <laughs> guaranteed. You know, she's in the parking in the bottom of the building, and she's got to get to work for the audit. And I mean, in fairness, her, her husband was there, and he said, "Well, you could take my car." And she said, "No, I don't like it." So there's a little bit of yeah, uh, dispute bit. within the yeah, family there here. There was an out. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I arrive. I've never been to the house before. They've, they've been regular customers for a while, but I've never been to the house. So I, I'm in Jumeirah uh, Village Triangle. And not the easiest place to navigate around when you don't know. Nope. It's not as, worse, not as bad as Jumeirah Village Circle, but at least, you know, we, we were getting there and I, I arrived at the pin drop sent a message saying, I think I'm here. Literally, as the ticks turned to blue on WhatsApp, my phone rings. I answered it. It was my parts guy. Sir, I'm giving you the wrong battery. I'm on my way with the right one, 20 minutes away. So I thought, well, this is embarrassing because straight away I'm thinking, well, I should have checked that and I would have known. But I didn't check it and I trusted him and I worked with him for long enough to think that I could... But again, it was my fault. I can't blame anyone else. So what do I do? So I just did what, what you know, what they taught me to do on Monty Python, just run away. So I just ran away. <laughs> so I got in the, I, I, I turned the, turned the steering wheel around, went down a side street and thought, well, if I say, I've, if, if she comes out of the building and says, I can't see, I say, oh, the Google Maps pin. Oh, this bloody Google Maps, it's told me to the wrong place. You go down the wrong road, they're knocking. Hey, we see you though. So I go down this road and then pull a U-turn to go back round 
and there's a tree. <laughs> there's trees all oh, down no. the street, and oh, there's no. one overhanging the side. And uh, I thought, yeah, it's okay. I can cut that. It's just two little branches. And as I hit the, <sighs> just literally, there's like one leaf just comes up the screen and it exposed like a trunk-sized branch that was hanging oh, out. Oh, man. Camouflaged. Straight into the top of the windscreen, <laughs> smashed the windscreen, dented the roof, pulled the seal out. So I was fuming. I mean, again, no one else's fault but mine. First of all, why am I running away? Yeah. <laughs> I could have just said, sorry, the battery will be turning. It's while I'm at it. I'll just, while I'm removing the old one and cleaning up, the, the new one will have arrived. But second of all, and I was, you know, it's now my fault that the windscreen's broken. Yeah. So that was not great. But, you know, it's only a 600 Durham repair. The only. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I need to change about 70 batteries to make that back. <laughs> batteries are a big market. I mean, that's the other side of it. But yeah, but anything like batteries. So batteries, and we talked about tyres already. Yeah. Tyres and batteries are, they're always a distress purchase unless mm. you're, you know, putting a crazy sound system in your car or camping gear and you want a second battery or you're putting uprated wheels on there and you want to buy tires for that yeah. they're always a distress purchase so that, that drives prices down all the time mm. so many people sell them they're very very common to get yeah. from many many manufacturers so there's no margin in, in mm. changing them it's just about it's just like a service thing it's it's all about the customer service you've got to give the service of doing that because Changing tires and changing batteries, the customer knows you've fixed their car. Yeah. Because they had a genuine issue before and now they haven't got it. Yeah. You don't get that with a service really. With an oil change, nobody knows any difference. Hey, speaking of oil change, you know, the old uh, the old yellow Jeep outside, I was driving it today and I was trying to remember last time I, I mean I know I had an oil change. I can't remember last time I had it serviced. It's not a good thing. With the COVID and all that, because I typically drive the other one. We don't drive the yellow one too much. But I was driving it today going, I, I, I don't think I've had this Jeep serviced in a year. Like I was legitimately trying to figure out when it was last serviced. Oh and yeah, I know that's a really bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> Got to bring it in and have a service. Yeah. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> well, I, you know, I did slam on the brakes and all that to make sure it was right. Brakes are working great. That's so good. tires seem to be okay. That's all right. Levels are all good. You know, oil is, it looks like honey. So it's, you know, not thick like honey, but the color of a nice maple syrup. So I thought, yeah. well, so we're all good, but, uh, you know, and it's just been sitting around really and drive driven once in a while. But I thought, you know, I still need to have this thing darn serviced because I hate to get a surprise. Mm. 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 <laughs> you're going yeah <laughs> yeah we don't want a surprise <laughs> no. I, I i was reading up and I, I threw this one in the notes speaking of surprises uh that that renault is going to make the next generation of the nissan micra both of those companies not necessarily doing as well as they could be doing these days but i thought renault making the nissan micras yeah renault nissan's a weird one for me i don't get it no i've never understood it and I, I didn't really know about it, but I always remember that the Renault dealership was next to the Nissan one everywhere I went. Yeah. No matter where in the country, like we'd do like, um, our, our summer holidays would be in the UK. So we'd, yeah, but everywhere you went, the Renault and the Nissan were next to each other. Mm. Same in my local town. I think oh, it's weird. Yeah. Why that? Um, but, you know, Renault of the two, you would, well, I would. I would class it as the lesser. Yeah, that's what I always think. Quality of the yeah. two brands. Well, um, good French brand, but nothing to you know. No. I'm just saying compared to the Nissan. Uh, I think it's just the the brand image. When you think yeah. Nissan, you're you know it's Nissan, and yeah. Renault is well, it's yeah. Renault, it's good, but it's not Nissan. But the mic and the Micra is the entry level budget the Nissan, smallest thing you can get. Yeah, so <laughs> maybe it makes sense for Renault to make them. I mean, I I, I definitely won't be owning one. Well, I think that's that is a there, there is absolutely nobody that's going to prize any money out of my pocket to own a Nissan Micra built by Renault. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was interesting as I was reading this article and, and I'm reading it, I'm going, hold on, the plant anyway in France where they do make them, they're closing it down and they're they're moving things around. And I'm thinking, mm. well, that doesn't bode well for anything. <laughs> I mean, interesting. I'd like to like to be sitting in that boardroom and hear how they, they plan to make this work. And I just thought, hmm, you got a tried and true plant. You're closing that down to do something else and you're still going to make the cars though. Yeah. I'm going to outsource it somewhere else. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, Strange. This the car production these days is um, 
it's very strange. I, I honestly don't. Uh, I, I, the Renault Nissan has always <laughs> been strange. Always, yeah. always been a strange one for me. I mean, all of all the sort of of all the people to get into bed with, you know, Renault, French brand, Citroen, Peugeot, yeah, struggling. Let's yeah. say um, Nissan. You know, all the Japanese brands. Yeah, and they go with you know. But hey, it is what it is, and and they they obviously do all right. They're not. They're not yeah, doing. I mean, they're doing bad now. But you're comparing that to everyone's kind of have some yeah. issues and and trying to figure out where you're going to go and and whatnot. It's it's just weird. It's just a weird thing. And I, you know, the the one thing about the Nissans, especially when you start moving up the ladder a little bit, like I don't know, I don't see, I don't even see a lot of micros around. Maybe more in North America. Maybe more in Europe. Yeah, in Europe, I think they'll be popular as a small car, nice and small. Um, as you start getting up into the Ultimas and the Maximas, they all kind of have a nice similar look. Like the, yeah. I love the look of a Maxima. I mean, I, I'd buy one of those in a heartbeat. They're, they're just, they just have a great sporty look. Mm. So, but the, you know, the Ultimas are kind of going down that route and you can kind of see the, the design influences that are following through the lines. They've, they've borrowed a, a card from Volkswagen, I think, because Volkswagen does that really nicely that different vehicles, but there is a lot of, a lot of accents and a lot yeah, of similarities. See the sort of, see the breed. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wonder if Nissan's trying to do that. And I mean, they, you know, the Maxima is a great car. That's fast. That thing is, that's a bullet. And yeah. You got the V6 in those. Looks yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. No, I, I, they're not. They're not for me. I mean, I, the, the one thing I will say is that um, the new Nissan Patrol is a little bit of a letdown in the looks department. But then again, what were they going to do with it? Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a big box. <laughs> basically, I mean, you know, it just, box. it just to me, I, it, um, better LEDs. Uh, that's basically, but it's just weird. It's strange, and it looks very like very. Not that it's a bad thing, but it looks a lot like an Infinity. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, yeah. and I, okay, it's not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but if you take maybe the next Infinity QX80 or whatever it is that, that's the same as QX80, the same as the Patrol, maybe it's going to be totally different. But it, it just looks a lot like the Infinity, as though they've said, "Oh well, we'll just borrow some bits from yeah, those guys I, next door." And doesn't it would not surprise me as yeah. they're trying to look at this. Maybe we're going to see a, a nice jump, but it's you know, it, it change the grill a little bit, and I don't know. It's just. It, I I, I kind of like the rugged look a little bit more. So I liked where the patrols were, and now yeah, they're... Yeah, I preferred them as they were before. It, it doesn't look like something I want to take off-road. Of course you could, but it just doesn't have yeah. that feel to me. Those anymore. super safaris and, and the safaris, yeah. they they were... They were, I mean, shocking for the environment. <laughs> I mean, terrible. Sean, they still they make continue, the super safari. Yeah, yeah, they continue to pollute the world that oh. we live in, but they just... <laughs> they just... They're all right to look at, and they do the job that they're meant to do and they're not too frilly there's no just unnecessary trim yeah they're just a car yeah and the, and the, the, the big <laughs> you need you need you need to own shares in enoch and epco or shell and bp yeah it's funny we i remember i remember this one classic call came into the show when we were doing call it. and by anyone wants to send in their thing i know joey woo does that oh by the way update with joey woo he's coming around to the wing so slowly yes. slowly i send him another picture of a wing and he says please no maybe i'll put one on my lawnmower and it's like no no everyone needs them on a car anyway so then he's he's doing the commute to work he sends me a picture of a vehicle that's got a little wing on it and i think see his mind is now it's coming it's coming slowly well what if we did him a chrome wing with wood oh, insert you see wood panel trim there we go Put that on the Subaru? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. you're out. Yeah. Nice yeah. ball set. You can get him out oh, to it. Oh, you see? Except it's his wife's car. But anyway, I'm sure that she she's probably into it. She's fine with that. Tracy, yeah. she's into it. You know. Yeah. Hey. And, you know, it, you and know. if he's already on there, you can't take it off because there's holes in the, in the, exactly. in the boot. So <laughs> you're done you've got for. Be on now. <laughs> you gotta you gotta fully commit here and then you then you're all right. So I think the the, the 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 true seller of this will be Wild Bill who's uh, Tracy's dad, if Wild Bill gives it the thumbs up, I think everyone will go for it. So I got to start working on Wild Bill. There you go then. Yeah. I mean, this is, a, this is a man who barbecues barefoot and a pair of board shorts on. And he's working a full barbecue with steaks, sausages spitting everywhere. He's wild. Hardcore. Yeah, hardcore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where, where were we when I interrupted this um, whole conversation? We were talking Nissan, we were talking Renault, and then I, I have no idea. Something <laughs> about Joey Woo Woo. 
Well, that was it. So now we got that. Oh, man. So I totally knocked us off track. That's all right. That's good. That's good to know. I mean, I sent you the, the video of the Grand Wagoneer the other day. Oh, I'm, I, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm. Absolutely. Interesting. And then they've got the new Grand Wagoneer that they're coming out with, which is, it, it kind of looks like the Patrol and that, you know, the concept of it. But where's the wood paneling? Like, come on, Where's people. the shag pile carpet? <laughs> you need that too. It's like Austin Powers all over in there. That was the, I mean, I can do oh. without the wood paneling, the, the stainless steel everywhere, but the, the shag pile inside there. I mean, wow. Hey, and don't forget, good, good old Mr. Myers there is a Toronto boy, which is very close to where my where Joey Woo comes from. Yeah. So you can yeah. see it's like, yeah, this shag I mean, pile I, carpet. The best thing about that is like that car, imagine that car. You've probably seen it. That car, right? So you're rolling around in Toronto, Canada, and you've got boots full of snow, and you get in there, and that carpet's going to stink like a wet dog. The thing is, in winter, you have this big rubber mat that you put in that's got a lip on it, so all the water and junk collects in that, because otherwise, yeah, it soaks down the carpet, and don't forget, you've got the salt, and so you've got this. It just destroys your car. It yeah, really does. That was a, it was a, quite special <laughs> to see, actually. Never never really seen one in the flesh here before. So it was um, I, I was just... A, it was beautiful. I mean, that was, yeah. that was pristine condition. What in a lovely Wagoneer. I'd own that in a heartbeat. Yeah. I wouldn't even... I would bat an eye. Anytime you can put wood paneling on something like that, and that's just lovely. <laughs> bucket seat, too, right? A, a nice bench seat. Nice bench seat, seat inside of that thing. I don't think it was buckets. Oh yeah, big huge, big big long yeah, bench sofa in the front. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know that's so you can you can have your kids and have your your wife beside you. You got your arm. See out anyone driving that car, right? <laughs> I always imagine the middle seat is the beer cooler. The beer cooler. Yeah, I always oh, imagine yeah. it's the beer cooler, and then the, you know. <laughs> Hillbilly Jim or whatever, just driving down the road. I mean, it's an absolute I, massive vehicle. You could have your moonshine in the back. <laughs> It's huge. I always say, I always say to my wife, I say, I just want to have a nice bench seat so that we can just, I can just have one, one arm on the wheel driving, you know, rodeo, got my arm around my woman and there we go. We're just driving. Yeah, my woman. <laughs> this is a, a very woke copy, James. <laughs> There's nothing politically correct there. Yes, please, please send comments to uh, Andrew at Nexus. <laughs> Digi Geekster. Just fire that all out there. I'm sure he's saying the same thing. Yeah, exactly what he wants. Guy's a Spurs fan. Whatever that means. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that was, that was wonderful. And the new one, eh? we'll see, we'll see. It'll be the, that same time they're talking about the prototype of the, the new Wagoneer. They're talking about the electric, uh, Wrangler. So it's yeah, which I understand. Why not? I, yeah. Th- 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 I mean, kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <sighs> it's, it's all of a sudden stopped, hasn't it? Yeah. Like everyone was bringing them out. And now they're yeah. kind of, and I think there's probably a reason for that. And it's, it's down to cost of raw material, I imagine. Also, what's the point? Because we're all going hydrogen. And also, well, yeah, we so can, I mean, take, take, for example, somebody like, we just talked about the Nissan Micra, right? Yeah. Which is sort of your entry level Nissan. They can't make that electric and still keep it entry level price. Yeah. And not it, yet. And and that little entry level priced micra, if they were to turn to electric, what's the range gonna be? Because it's already so small and yeah, so yeah, light and that's what makes yeah. it work. You know, what are you talking, a hundred kilometers? Like, no, it's just not gonna work. Yeah, I, I don't um I don't get it. I mean there's the uh, it's it's a <laughs> strange. I mean there's nothing really coming out. I mean the biggest sort of news I can see in the electric on the EV side of things this this sort of past few days was when Elon Musk went to the VW facility and drove the ID3 and ID4 with Herbert Diaz, who's the CEO yeah. um, at, at VW. And they drove yeah. around in the IDs. And, yeah. you know, it was funny because the, the ID3, they launched it saying, basically saying, enjoy being at the top while you can, Mr. Musk, because we're on our way. And, yeah. You know, and and it would not surprise me, it would not surprise me in the in the slightest if there's not a collaboration of some description mm. there. Mm. Um, certainly to produce them in America, um, I think Elon Musk has shown how much clout and stroke he has politically and 
um, economically in in the way he was like, we ain't stopping for your lockdown. Yeah, we'll 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 have our own precautions and procedures in place. Well, that's in California. We need to keep things going, yeah. and we're going to open our factories, and we're going <laughs> to continue production and come and stop us then because I'll just move everything well, out that's of the it. country. That's what he had in California. He said, no, you got to have these, these things. He said, well, then we'll just move to another another yeah, yeah. state where we'll the restrictions work better. Or wherever yeah. we need to go, yeah, yeah. Move to Wyoming. There we yeah. go. Uh, you know, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not a case of VW want to produce batteries for their cars. Yeah. And they, they, they're going to do it in North America so they don't have to ship them because shipping batteries is just totally yeah. uneconomical. Yeah. Um, and, and Elon Musk... Not, not that he would be that kind of person, but you could pretty much say, well, if anyone's producing batteries here, I'm having no part of it. Otherwise, it's not absolutely. Happening. And and hey, I want to get in. Maybe we can you know share some property on our side and your side. We can yeah. collaborate, which and is great for where it goes forward. Then, well, wouldn't you? Would yeah. you'd like to think that Elon Musk is looking at what they're doing and he's going, well, that's a really good idea. We didn't go that route. I want to. I want to learn more about that now. How can we tweak our own system? And and that's when you say, "Hey, you know, look, I want to. I want to buy in." And why wouldn't you do that? Well, let's let's fantasy predict what's <laughs> going to happen. Five years time, VW continue to produce electric vehicles, but they call them the Tesla. So it's the VW Tesla, or the VW Elon, or the VW Musk, or whatever it wants yeah. to be. And I Tesla, think there's going to be more of a collaboration. For Tesla sure. are producing moon buggies and Mars rovers on Mars because they've landed and they're, they're not coming back because the planet's had its time and they're going to they're gonna move on to the red planet. That's yeah. I think that's where he's at. <laughs> that's where he's at. He's going back home. All those people that say he's an alien. <laughs> they're actually going to get there. They're actually going to get some kind of evidence for that when he actually lives on Mars. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll yeah. go with that. <laughs> so we, we had a... Talking of conspiracy theories... Something worth mentioning. In the UK, there was like a children's entertainer slash artist called Neil Buchanan, right? Okay. And he just, he did like a show called Art Attack and he was just really good at drawing and making stuff with household objects. And then you've heard of Banksy. Uh-huh. So oh, yeah, the yeah. famous guy, Banksy. Yeah, yeah. yeah so somebody, me. I don't know how or why or who <laughs> or when, but has started the conspiracy theory with a few little bits of evidence, if you want to call it that, that it's this children's entertainer really that's doing it and it's not anyone really mysterious or amazing it's just some some guy who wants to get back on tv so <laughs> you know if conspiracy theories can go that low it only needs a little bit of possibility for a conspiracy theory to work i think banksy's awesome that that people generally just don't know who the guy is yeah which is great these or, days or gal it could be a woman but right. i think it's a guy but amazing these days right yeah like to keep a secret like that like, how does that work? I know. Amazing. I mean, you can't, you can't even keep a new car model a secret. No. <laughs> but there's a guy out there, and he or she have been graffitiing walls left, right, and center around the UK and other parts of the world as well, totally in secret. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I want to end off with uh, the, the, the coolest vehicle that I saw. <laughs> Historically speaking, the Liat, the Liat Helica. 1921 only 30 of these french vehicles made basically it's a vehicle with a helicopter propeller why not <laughs> only made 30 a little dangerous front, on the front on the front to boot yeah. <laughs> on the front <laughs> it yeah. looks cool though they you know, a variety of designs but you know the guy was thinking it didn't really work mm, i don't know why <laughs> i mean <laughs> Why would you think it would work? I mean, it's not even on the back. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's, it's like I know at least if it's on the back. It's like one of those boats that you see in the in the swamps in Florida. Well, there's another one of those. I didn't put it in our notes. I actually put it in the Tech Talk notes. But there's a an electric boat that is is out now. I, I, let me I call up those notes. But the Helica guy, yeah, he obviously figured it wouldn't work because eventually he gave up and he only made thirty of them. But this this boat is is pretty darn impressive and it is i'm just looking for it here and it is i was wondering if it was a kickstart now <laughs> i'm just looking for if i can find oh here it is it's so this this boat it it has your typical boat looks like you're just a little your cruiser it's the electric speedboat it's out of switzerland it's de debuting in switzerland 
And not only does it have your typical boat, it's also a hydrofoil. The thing goes 50 miles, 100 kilometers an hour. It'll do 100 kilometers an hour with these hydrofoils that come up. Great stability. 100 times a second, they adjust so you don't get too nice. much. But I just thought, man. And it's electric. It's like, yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. But, I, this, uh. but the Helica thing, <laughs> all I kept thinking about with, with that, that particular invention my only thing that I, I know, I wasn't thinking the safety of the propeller. I was just thinking the vibration in the cabin of that thing <laughs> and the noise well, would have been, and it wasn't particularly well equipped for speed, but it, the noise and vibration would have just killed you. I mean, it's effectively sucking itself forwards, right? <laughs> yes. It's got to. So yeah. it's just blasting all of that air onto you. <laughs> like, what is that? And back in those days, they weren't airtight cabins. That would have yeah. been awful. Yeah, I mean, nice idea, but and then you know you pick up a couple of stone chips here and there, a few bugs. Oh, imagine we're not goes talking out of balance. You get you get off of the main city fair if that's even paved, and then you get onto a country road. Picture it, <laughs> the carnage of someone with a horse and a buggy, and oh, this is World War One. This is nineteen twenty one. This is yeah. yeah, no, it's it's yeah. I mean, I don't know why that 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 was never going to work ever. <laughs> Ever. But they prototyped it. They made 30 of them. Like, it's never going to work, but they made 30 of them. Yeah, and I'd love to have one because, yeah. wow, piece of history and, you know, money in the bank sort of thing. But uh, it, was, it, was, it was never, <laughs> ever, ever, ever going to work. Isn't that a song? We're never, ever, <laughs> ever getting... That's a Taylor Swift song, Back Together. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there's any chance Taylor Swift would ever own one of those. You never know. Mm. On that note, it's time to pack everything up. This is a Podaholics podcast of PowerWorks. Glenn Power from PowerWorks Automotive. We're coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown in Dubai in the podcast studio. You want to find us? Podaholics with a K at gmail.com. Send us an email. Love to hear from you. Podaholics, www.podaholicswithak.com. Just not with a K, just put a K in there. And find us on the socials the same way. Hope you enjoyed it and uh, do let us know what you think. Give us a rating, however you're listening to us, and we'll talk to you again really soon. You're listening to Podaholics. Podaholics.